Welcome to We Support Caregivers Podcast. I am Lashina McBride, the Executive Director of We Support Caregivers Incorporated. Welcome to another podcast episode. Happy New Year to everyone. Hope your new year has started out great. Hopefully you're focused on achieving your goals and of course, implementing more self-care. We Support Caregivers is a 501c3 organization whose mission is to encourage and to empower individuals who care for their elderly loved ones to focus on and to cultivate self-care. To make a donation and to learn more about us, visit WeSupportCaregivers.org. Also, while you're on our website, check out some new features that we've added We have our resources. There's some free educational resources. You're never too old to continue to learn, and it's never too late to learn. But check out some of the free educational resources under our resource page. They're absolutely free. Most of them just require you to sign up um, to to sign up by um, creating an account with them and you have access to different courses and the availability to um, receive certificates. So go to WeSupportCareCarers.org and check out our resource page. While you're there, head over to our uh, caregiver support page and make sure that you sign up to receive or for the opportunity to be chosen to receive one of our self-care support kits. Remember, we're here to support you on your caregiving journey to keep you encouraged and empowered to cultivate and focus on self-care. So there's some resources on our website that can help you do that. All that requires you is just to sign up. It's free. Um, And then what we do is monthly, we choose a caregiver to send a self-care support kit to which is absolutely free. Our self-care support kits consist of uh, movie tickets, mugs, teas, products from Bath and Body's aromatherapy line to help you manage um, stress and for relaxation purposes. Just head over to our website and sign up. Also, we want to keep you encouraged throughout the week. Make sure you sign up for our self-care support text. You can dial on the website. It has the number that you can text the word caregivers to, and you will receive a text message from us once a week to keep you encouraged regarding your self-care. Also, tips are given and things of that nature. So visit our website to have access to all these resources. So the holidays have come and gone, but your journey as a caregiver still continues. After this break, Celeste Wooten and I are going to discuss how to continue to navigate life as a caregiver after the holidays. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to We Support Caregivers Podcast. 
Well, Happy New Year, everyone. It's me, Lashina and Celeste. We're back here with another podcast episode. And what we're discussing is the holidays are now over, but I'm still here. You're still here as a caregiver. So what is next? What's next now? What do you do now the holidays are over? You know, what's your mindset? You know, now that we're in the new year, what is next? So what do you think they should do next, Celeste? Well, first of all, hello to everyone. And um, we want to kind of piggyback from the series that we did over the holidays, talking about um, caregivers and how to take care of themselves during the holidays. But now this particular episode, we want to talk about how the holidays are done, but you're still here. And a lot of people think that um, that the sadness and um, sometimes depression, sometimes anxiety really sets in during the holidays. But it's really when you're a caregiver, once everybody has came and gone and the gifts have been opened and everybody has spent time with you and they've left, they've gone back to their lives. Right. Sometimes that sadness actually starts once everybody leaves. Right. So we want to really kind of go down and delve into how can we um, continue on after the holidays and getting back to being the caregiver without everybody around. Right, right. And I like what you said that sometimes the sadness you know, come after everybody leaves. Because, you know, when everybody's there, sometimes that takes your mind off of the fact of the current situation, being a primary caregiver, your loved one's condition, because everybody else is around. And it it just jars your focus. It causes you to focus on other things and be there, be present in the moment. But now it's like a little escape for you, right? The holidays, it's like a little kind of mental escape. Mm -hmm. But now that everyone has gone, and it's just you and mom or you and dad, you know, reality sinks back in. Mm-hmm. How do how do you keep your, your morale up? Right. You know, how do you not fall into depression and things like that? So we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing, again, to piggyback off of our prior episode, you got to understand why you're doing this. You're, you're in a position to help someone to continue their life the best that you can. Right you know, with the circumstances and, you know, according to their condition. So you got to just think about your why, even though a lot of caregivers were never asked to be caregivers. That's like right. For me, That's right. I fell into that role. I My mom didn't ask me. It wasn't until later on in, until she said, well, Sheena, I'm going to need you to take care of this. You know, I'm going to need you to take care of things because I can't any longer. I can't, mm-hmm. you know, I can't. So it wasn't until later down the road, like I was already kind of used to, being the role of caregiver, but honestly, I didn't even really know what that was or what it all entailed. You know, I just knew that my mom needed to be taken care of. And I knew right. that it was me, you know, um, who was able to do that. That's so um, you got to remember your why or, you know, just the fact that you are in that position now mm-hmm. and your purpose of doing it. Absolutely. And I mean, and again, you know, when you feel that sadness coming on or you feel that resentment that everybody got to leave right and now i'm back on the island by myself you know with my loved one um that's that's when you again like you said you have to remember your why your purpose your reasoning behind doing it and um you know sometimes you're 
you're sitting there going, this is my why? This is my purpose? <laughs> I got chosen for this? You did. You did. And and there's a reason why. There's, there's, there's a reason why. It may not look like it at that moment. Right. But there's a reason why it was you that was chosen for your loved one. Right. And here's the thing. You're absolutely right. Because me, I, I went through those feelings of resentment. I went through those feelings of even being angry because, you know, I was a caregiver at a young age. I started taking care of my mom like at 19. I started mm-hmm. to. And then as her health progressed, you know, more and more, I had to, you know, take care of her. So, um, and, you know, a shout out to my family because they did what they can, they could have done oh, when they could do it and things like that. So shout out to my family, you know, those who chipped in, pitched in, you know, in the way that they could have. But, you know, again, once everybody left, it was still just me. So um, in that moment or in those moments or during that journey, I didn't understand why. But look. I stayed loyal to the journey. I was faithful to the journey. And now that my mom has gone, you know what I mean? What came from it? A whole organization that now is focused on helping other caregivers Mm -hmm. pretty much implement self-care and make sure they don't lose themselves and, you know, the things that are important to them and, you know, their health and everything like that, you know, keeping them self-care, you know, keep make sure they have the mindset of self-care. So don't despise your journey. And, you know, God is faithful. He sees what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're still going to be blessed because of your sacrifice. So don't despise your journey. Right. Absolutely. So, okay. So we covered that. So now one of the things, what can caregivers continue to do? You know, they received gifts during the holiday you know, they've given gifts during the holiday. But one thing they have to keep in mind is to continuously to give themselves the gift of self-care. Absolutely. And and to me, I laugh because <laughs> a lot of people, the, the commercial version of self-care is go get that face <laughs> Go get those nails done. Right, go right. get that hair done. And being a hospice CNA for 26 years, mm. I have to laugh at that because a lot of times I have heard caregivers say, I just want to go to the bathroom by myself <laughs> and nobody called my name. Or I just want to sit outside right. and, and, and 10 minutes, just breathe in some fresh air. Right. And so you have to give yourself that gift, whatever that gift may look like. That gift may look like when your loved one is taking a nap. And you go outside. I I tell all caregivers, invest in a baby monitor. Yes. As crazy as that may sound to some people, invest in a baby monitor. That way, when your loved one is asleep, you can go outside. You can put the app on your phone. That's right. And you can watch your loved one, but you're sitting outside. Um, If you can, you know, if self-care to you is baking a cake, um, do that. If self-care to you is just sitting still quietly and just there's nothing going on, that's Mm self-care. Self-care is not always going out and getting something done. While those things are lovely, if you're able to do that, great, go for it. But it's small items that can be self-care. Right. Very small items. I mean... I had a lady who I went to go uh, visit her mother and I said, well, how are you doing today? She goes, I would just love 
to go to Wawa. And if anybody that lives around this area knows what Wawa is. Right. And I was like, okay. She goes, no, I just love their shakes. And I, I just want to go get a shake from Wawa. Right. But when I go, my mom, usually I have to put her in the car. Right. And it's an ordeal. And I said, so go get a shake. Right. And she just looked at me. But when she came back, it was like that 15 minutes. Right rejuvenated her she was smiling you know she had her shake in her hand <laughs> and she was good right. and that was self-care to her right. and so you know self-care is going to be the smallest thing that you can think of and it doesn't have to be major right and i also believe too like self-care um that's a good starting point i think the starting point is you're missing your freedom at some point. Like That's your right. freedom to come to go, come and go and things like that. Mm -hmm. What you did for her in our moment was give her 15 minutes of freedom mm -hmm. without packing up mom, putting mom in a car just to run around the corner while, while. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like that's what you provided to her. So it's more so giving, it's more so making time for a little bit of freedom. Right. That's pretty much what it is. And that's a good starting point. But also taking advantage of your surroundings. So again, I've shared this story many a times. I've always been um, conscientious of like definitely working out and stuff like that. Right. Working out for me was a outlet when I was taking care of my mom. Oh yeah. So I couldn't always go to the gym, right? So my living room became the gym. I understood how my mom liked music. So I would turn on YouTube while she's sitting there and shaking her head to the music. I'm working out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and there were, there were even times where she would sit there and she'll be moving her hands up in the air, like, you know, things like that. So take advantage of your surroundings. Oh, yeah. Take advantage of the simple acts of implementing self-care. Working out at that time was important and it's still important because it is a part of our physical self-care. So I was still able to do that. And another thing I did, I used to, my mom had one of those transport chairs. It wasn't a wheelchair because she wasn't a heavy person to have one of the heavy duty wheelchairs, mm -hmm. but she had a, a transport chair. So what I did was I, I would take her, put her in her, her transport chair and just push her around the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. You know, next to where we live, it was a little small farm. So I would go push her to where the farm was, let her pick out some peaches and nectarines and stuff. And I'm still, that's still walking. I think people underestimate walking. Walking is physical self-care. Right. It's still being active. Right. So I did that. You know, I will push you around the neighborhood in a transport chair, you know? Mm -hmm. So like I said, take advantage of the small ways to implement self-care. Um, self-care focuses on, you know, the five major areas, which is our physical, our spiritual, mental, emotional, and our social well-being. And every day we should focus on doing something to develop those areas of self-care mm -hmm. so we can get a continuous routine, you know? So absolutely, uh, make sure you're giving yourself the gift of continuous self-care. So, you know, a lot of people have the habit of, hey, if you need me, call me. So caregivers, you know, if they do that, make sure you call those people mm -hmm. that said, if you need me, call, call them, mm -hmm. do it, mm -hmm. you know, um, because 
a lot of times we're used to many a times you know you could be used to doing things on your own and just overlook the extended hand to help you right right and and i've like i said i've been around so many caregivers and i've heard friends and family use the phrase if mm-hmm. you need me call me right and i ask caregivers i'm like take them up on it right and i know like, i don't want to impose they hmm. have their own families and I'm like, but if they said it, correct, take them up on it. That's right. And you know, and I know sometimes caregivers are like, well, I don't know how my loved one's gonna act, or right. you know, I don't know if they're gonna feel comfortable being here. And I said, well, why don't you invite them over one afternoon and show them what you do for your loved one? Right. And then the next time you take them up on that offer, right, they'll feel more comfortable. So it doesn't feel like you're kind of just leaving them and, and running out. But I, I tell people all the time, that phrase, people do not realize how powerful that phrase is. Right. If you right. need me, call me. Right. If I need you and I call you, I need you to be here, you Correct. know? Correct. And so I always tell people that's a powerful phrase, especially to a caregiver. Yes. And so, you know, I, I tell a caregiver, you know, if I need you, I'm going to call you. Please help me. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, if I start sending out white flags and stuff, <laughs> saying, help me, help me, help me, you know, and that white flag is going to come through the phone, you know, saying help me. But a lot of times I just, I implore people to don't wait till somebody calls you. Right. Hop over there. Yeah. Just, you know, knock on the door and say, hey, I just was on my way to the grocery store. Do you need me to pick you right. up something? Right. Or, you know, it's a nice day outside. Would you like me to take mom down the street? You know, in the transport right. chair, you know, right. something like that. Right. right. So it kind of works both ways where, you know, don't always wait for the call. Right. Don't wait for somebody to call you. Right. Just kind of, you know, do that pop in and and let that caregiver know, you know, I meant what I said. Right. I'm here to help. Let right. me help. And I believe the reason why, um, like, I've done that before, like, um, I've actually had somebody come and like, hey, I knew them very well. They were willing or they were already used to taking care of people. Mm-hmm. My mom was particular, honey. Let me tell you, my mom oh, yeah. was particular. I was like, well, mom, this is so-and-so. I've been knowing her for a while. She's going to sit with you while I go run, do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? She's like, well, okay. And, you know, you know, just like, and was still looking at me like, why are you about to leave me here with this? <laughs> still looking at me. I'm like, mom, it's going to be okay. And I'm going, you know, I just, before she started, I just got the door, you know. And then, you know, um, that person, she was already used to taking care of people. So she already knew how to, hey, um, Miss McBride, you know, like, you know, like that. Um, and then I would call a few minutes later. How was she? Oh, she's fine. Go ahead. You know, like, you know. Right. But, um. That was such a blessing for me. Gave me that 30 minutes to an hour to go do what I need to do, X, Y, Z. So, yeah, if somebody offers, take them up on our offer. But I also believe um, sometimes some caregivers can be hesitant because they don't want to feel disappointed if the person don't come through. Or they, yet we start to hear all the excuses like, you didn't mean what you said to begin with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, um, when somebody say, well, if you need me, call me. You know, a lot of times caregivers like, all right, because, you know, make sure you implement that. Hey, if I call you, I really, really need you. Make room, make yeah. time, whatever. Just make sure you follow through since you offered. Right. So I really believe that's important. Follow through. And if you're not a caregiver and you're aware of a caregiver situation, 
just keep them at the forefront of your mind. Right. Keep them and their situation at the forefront of their mind. I tell people, if you're not a caregiver now, you will be. Baby Absolutely. boomers are living longer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's us, the children, grandchildren, the neighbors, the friends who all have to eventually take care of them. Mm -hmm. So if you're not a caregiver, you will be. I mean, statistics show, numbers show that, yes, this is this is what it's going to be. You're going to end up being a caregiver somewhere, sometime in your life. Mm -hmm. So I, it's very important to, you know, mean what you say, you know, follow through. And then also, you know, for the caregiver, yeah, take them up on it. So you got as caregivers, but there's plans, there's backup plans. Oh, never mind. That whole notion of things. Absolutely. <laughs> and we were laughing when we were trying to come up with how to, to say this. And right. I said, the honest truth, plans, <laughs> backup plans, and then never mind. You know, because you as a caregiver, you think, okay, I'm going to call, you know, I'm just going to use a name, Miss Sue. And, you know, Miss Sue's like, oh, yeah, that's great. But in the back of your mind, you're going, you know, let me just call somebody else just in case. Right. And then those plot, you know, those plans fall through. And then you're just like, you know what? Forget it. It just wasn't meant for me to go out. But it's how you deal with that moment. It might not have been able to go out then, but I would just have a circle um, or a village, as we call it. Yes. A village of people that, you know what? I need to know, can I depend on you guys if I call you? You know, um, I know back in the day, as I say, um, <laughs> I remember, you know, aunts and uncles and uh, the grandparents when they were, you know, everybody was coming around. And if somebody couldn't come, you know, a husband, a spouse or somebody was coming or like you said, kids were coming mm -hmm. to sit with somebody. Right. And I think nowadays some of that has been lost. Yeah. And so, you know, if you if you don't have that means as far as family, get you a village of friends. Right. Whether they're caregivers or not. Right. Get you a village of friends who you can depend on. And, you know, it may take some planning. It may take some never minds happening. <laughs> it may take some backup plans happening. But get you that village that can help you to give you um, that little bit of time. And I think once you get that village and it starts going, mm -hmm. you know, you may be able to have a set schedule that mm -hmm. on Tuesday, I need Miss May or on Thursday, can I have Mr. Bill, you know, come over here, you know, it'll, it'll start flowing. Right. And I think that will uh, alleviate a lot of the never minds eventually once you start getting it going, but it's you implementing it and getting it started Correct. and and again you know getting you that village going right so by this being a new year let that be one of your goals is to build the village right um having those people that you know a can make the time to come over follow through um you can trust them their word you know their accountability all those type of things so by this being a new year you know let's do things in a less harder way you know i like to say work smarter not harder mm -hmm. so building that village actually helps you work smarter instead because caregiving doesn't i mean 
there's no way around it. There's caregiving no is hard way by itself. It. Caregiving is it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard by itself. Um, because not only are you dealing with the issues um of the individual that you're taking care of, but you're still sorting things out with your own That's self, right. your own life. That's right. Listen, there's caregivers currently who are taking care of two parents. There's caregivers who are taking care of both grandparents. I know people who have moved out mm-hmm. from their home, so their home, them and their family, the husband, the wife, you know, the children, they all moved on with grandma, yep. moved in with grandma and grandpa. Yep. So they actually, they're taking care of two families. Right. Mm-hmm. Themselves, their family, and then their grandparents. That's you right. know what I mean? So care, caregiving is challenging. It comes with a level of stress itself. So once again, working smarter, those trusted friends, other relatives that you can build that village with, do so. Right, absolutely. Being that it is the new year, caregivers, have you checked in with yourself today? What are your goals? What are your plans for yourself this year? Right. Um, so with that, I, I was thinking of the mindset that, you know, we check in with doctors, we check in with, you know, other people, whether it be, you know, like I said, the doctors or other caregivers or family or friends, but have you checked in with you? Right. Um, and and <clears throat> what we mean by that is like, um, we were saying physically, have you, have you set up a doctor's appointment for you? Right. Have you gotten out in the fresh air for you? Yes. Have you... Um, you know, caught up on any appointments you need to do. Yes. Because if you're not physically checking in with yourself, you're kind of doing a disservice to you and your loved one. That's right. If you go down, yep. then what happens? Exactly. You know, so you got to physically check in with yourself. You got to mentally check in with mm-hmm. yourself. Caregiving, like you said, is so stressful. And it will take you down many rabbit holes that mm-hmm. is sometimes hard to get out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't recognize that you are going down one of those mental rabbit holes, yes, then you know you kind of just open up a door where we start worrying. You know, family and friends are going to start worrying. They see the sadness That's creeping right. up. That's they right. see you, you know, not wanting to really do a whole lot. And I just want to say there is nothing wrong, absolutely nothing wrong with saying I need some help. Right. It's okay. Nothing wrong. Yes, it's absolutely okay to not be okay because again, caregiving is stressful. Right. And you know, everybody deals with their emotions differently. Everybody deals with stress differently. Mm -hmm. So you want to do a mental check-in every day with yes. yourself. And if you are feeling some kind of way, reach out to somebody. Correct. Well, you know, whoever you think you can trust, reach out to somebody. Right. Um, we want to make sure that, you know, we're just we're just doing a check-in with ourselves. Right. Seeing where we are. Because again, like we said, not only are you taking care of your loved one, you still got to take care of you. Yes. Because Without you, your loved one can't do a whole lot. But you need you still have to take care of you because you still gotta live. Right. There's and still life as a caregiver. Right. 
There's a life after caregiving. Yes, uh, during and during it too. Right. There's life during a care, you know, right. caregiving. Whether you know, it might has you might not be able to do as much as you were doing before you were a caregiver, but you're still living. Yes, and you still got to take care of you. So it's right. please every day do that check in with you. Absolutely. Um, I will also say, um, like having someone you can vent to, like you were yeah. just mentioning. That really helps just somebody that can just listen to you. They may not be a caregiver, but they may could just be a listening ear, you know, mm -hmm. because um, if they feel like hopefully if you're venting to them and they feel like there's something deeper wrong, they can tell you, hey, let's go to this person. Let's talk to this counselor. Let's talk to this therapist, X, Y, Z. But um, definitely having a venting partner or right. someone you can vent to on a regular basis, it definitely helps. Um you make it through definitely help you make it through um so you don't feel like you're in it by yourself or that you're alone but that's 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 really what it is it's the new year we want you caregivers to definitely make sure you're taking care of yourself absolutely um you don't have to in other words don't die while check try check while take care of somebody else don't die while take care of your loved one um there's a life during caregiving there's life after caregiving and just prepare yourself for all of it the best that you can right um a healthy you is a better you the better that you're feeling the better that you're doing the better you can provide care to your loved one absolutely That concludes our podcast episode. I want to thank Celeste Wooten for coming in and joining me for the episode that we just completed. Also, I want to encourage you to go over to our website, wesupportcaregivers.org, and check out the resources that we have available to you. There's some free educational resources available to you. All it requires you is just to sign up and create an account with those companies offering those resources, but sign up for some free educational resources. Also, while you're there, sign up for the opportunity to be chosen to receive one of our self-care support kits. It's absolutely free to you. Just sign up. And lastly, we want to keep you encouraged. Make sure you join our self-care support text by texting the word caregivers to 888-672-0288 to join. Once again, it's been a pleasure to bring you another podcast episode. And until the next time, make sure you take care of yourself. Remember, you deserve self-care. Until next time, take care of yourself. <laughs>